Warning, The Enon Project is a podcast hosted by a silly man with opinions ranging from uninformed to intentionally ridiculous. As such, if you hear something you don't like, please keep in mind that Ian is a self-aware idiot and hopes only to entertain. He usually has no idea what he is rambling about. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on? How are you? How's everything going? It's Ian here. We're doing the Enon Project on a Friday. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, I had to wake up early this morning. And so that meant I had to go to bed sooner last night. And I just didn't have time to record the podcast and everything that goes into it. You know, a lot more goes into this podcast than maybe you think it does. Um, not only am I sitting here and recording it, but uh, uploading it takes a little bit of time. And I like to check and uh, make sure everything looks good. I type up my little synopsis. None, none of this takes a lot of time individually, but it takes a little bit of time to get it all done. So, uh, so there was that yesterday. I just didn't have all the time I wanted last night. And then also, I kind of on purpose forgot that I was going to do it. Um, you know how you do that sometimes. Sometimes you just don't think about something to the point that you uh, you kind of convince yourself you forgot to do it, even though you, you think about it and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll do it later, and then you never do it. That's how I am with most of my cleaning up. My apartment's an absolute mess. And it's getting a little frustrating, to be honest with you. I've got, I woke up this morning early, as I said, and uh, there was a thunderstorm going on outside. I, I mean, when I say thunderstorm, I mean, we're talking about the whole kit and caboodle, um, the thunder, lightning, and hard, hard, heavy rain. So I, uh, I got up and I went to go check and see how my, uh, how my skylight was doing. Cause my skylight in my apartment has leaked a couple of times. And, uh, so I was nervous. So I came out here, it was fine. And then I came back a little bit later and all of a sudden there was a big, huge puddle of water. Um, right as I was about to walk out and go to work. So, <sighs> That has been an issue for far too long, and everybody's got an opinion. Oh, don't pay them. Don't pay them until they fix it. Okay, well, that's... Sure, you know. I mean, I'm not a person to go to, like, extremes like that. I just want them to come fix it. I'm... It's more likely that I'm just going to annoy them into oblivion. So... But it's not really annoying when it's something legitimate like that. All right, well, that's not very interesting talking about that. But um, So I went to the doctor uh, to get my knee, the test results for my knee. I think last week I mentioned that, uh, that I had gotten an MRI. And if I didn't mention it, then I got an MRI last week, last Thursday. And um, so I went to get the results on Tuesday this week, and I don't know what I was expecting but I go in there, and the doctor comes in, and he brings two other guys in with him. And he, uh, he says, all right, so you've got a torn ACL and some other ligament tears in the meniscus because 
of having a torn ACL. I've had this torn ACL for three years. Um, and, uh, well, well, how it happened was I was playing basketball. I had just started kind of going to a new church, um, left first Baptist where I had gone for 23 years and moved on to, uh, Trinity on the Hill Methodist in Augusta, Georgia. And, uh, I had, I thought, you know, I'm going to play basketball with these guys because I grew up playing basketball in church. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I just I loved playing church basketball as a kid. Like I really looked forward to it every year. Um, Sometimes it was less fun than others. Some, you know, it it just kind of depends on who's on the team and stuff like that. One year I had my, my buddy Peter on the team and that was really fun. And one year we actually won, you know, when I was in eighth grade, we actually won the like city league uh championship um you know it's not impressive it's a bunch of guys that couldn't make their middle or high school teams I was in eighth grade at the time that we won that but still it was fun um matter of fact we we went seven and one they we didn't have playoffs back then and I really wish we had had playoffs I'm not I'm not sure we would have won if we'd had to have playoffs but we went seven and one and this other team went 7-1, and one, but their loss was to us. And you know how they lost? Uh, they had this kid, and I remember what his name was. I think his name was like Michael Thompson. It was something like that. Like one of those like, yeah, you know, like just all-American name. And uh, he, was, he was pretty big and pretty skilled. Um, you know, everybody in that league – uh, you know, was a varying in skills, but this, this church read Presbyterian. So I was playing for first Baptist back in the day and this church read Presbyterian. They had several kids that it was always up for debate whether or not those kids actually went to their church or not. Um, we, now I can say this, we never had a kid that came just to basketball that played when I was a student. Now, as an adult in the men's league, we absolutely had people who didn't play, uh, who didn't actually go to the church play. And I guess that was kind of normal across the thing. But to me, it was always, I always took pride in the fact that the guys that I played ball with, I would see on Sunday mornings and see on Wednesday nights. So that was big to me. Um, but this Reed church, sometimes they didn't always have people that actually went there. Now I think this Thompson kid actually went there. I'm going to assume that was his name, by the way. Um, I think he went there, but there was another kid that definitely didn't go there. That was cheating, but, (laughs) Oh, eighth grade. Um, but so anyway, so I remember this kid got into foul trouble, um, because he, our best offensive player, um, to run the offense through was out of the post with our this guy Cliff Hancock, and uh, Cliff was you know the tallest guy on the team, and you know played football, and so he was a big dude. So we would throw the ball down into Cliff in the post pretty often, and uh, I was in the middle in eighth grade. I was in the middle of a renaissance, a transition from my younger years when I had been the tallest kid. 
I was now kind of moving towards being the small forward, the three, the, the middle guy. I wasn't one of the tallest, but I wasn't one of the shortest. Now I'm one of the shortest every time, which is a challenge because I'm a short guard with the skill set of a center, which does absolutely nobody any good. Um, I do rebound pretty well for my, for my uh, size. so um, Not great, but pretty well. I'm going to get back to this ultimately, back to this ACL, by the way. If you're wondering if I've completely forgotten, no, I'm just taking my time because it's my podcast, and this is what I'm going to talk about now. But anyway, so we're in this game against Reed, and we had lost a game earlier that we shouldn't have lost, and I believe it was the second to last game of the year. So we were 5-1. and one. We knew we had an easy game the next the, the last week. Reed was undefeated. So we knew we had to win this game because if we lost, you know, obviously we, we would have two losses. We wouldn't have a chance to win. And if we, uh, you know, if we beat Reed, that would give them at least one loss. And all we had to do was win the next week against a pretty, uh, I, I know it was an inferior team. I'm not going to say who it was. But, um, but we knew that if <clears throat> essentially it was a playoff game, essentially it was a championship game for that year. Uh, for the under-14 boys league, whatever it was. So uh, we went into that game, and it was it was intense, man. And uh, I, the only real play I remember from that game, and I remember it vividly, was I, th- I I'm I actually I don't remember it, the whole lead up to it. I'm pretty sure my. Either I threw a bad pass or my buddy Chris Collins threw a bad pass to me. Either way, this Thompson kid intercepted it and started off on the fast break. Now, here I come. I ch- I was chasing him down. I'm not an overly fast kid, but I'm I'm not, you know, slow either. So I'm chasing this taller, maybe a little slower than me guy. And I know I'm not going to block his shot when he lays this ball in. And it was a close game, as you would expect. And I, all I, I remember about at half court, he and I were in a dead heat sprinting, him with the ball. And he wasn't the just most smooth ball handler, so that was slowing him down a little bit. And I remember at about half court, I remember thinking, this kid has four fouls. And I remember thinking, if I can get him into an offensive foul, yeah, seriously, all this went through my head. If I can get him to foul me, like just railroading to the basket, then I I can foul this good kid out, right? I literally, I, I promise you I thought of all that because that's what I did. I sprinted as hard as I could to the right side of the basket where I knew he was going to go because he was right-handed. I And I remember planting my left foot and I did this Michael Jackson thriller turn with my right foot pivot, held on to my crotch, and just stood there. I don't think I closed my eyes. I had my rec specs on, I think, at the time, or I had some sort of, you know, unusual eyewear, being a glasses kid and not being not being a fan of contacts. So I remember pivoting, and I remember just seeing him railroading towards me, and he crushed me. Now, there is some debate as to whether 
I got there in time or whether I was still moving when he got to me. I mean, I think I, I took the charge. The call is that there was a charge. And this kid fouled out on that play. And, you know, everybody was saying that I, on their side, were saying I didn't get there in time. I mean, the call was that I got there in time. And I think I got there in time. I really do. I really believe that. Um, and the record shows that I did. The record that nobody has anywhere. But I, I, I took that charge. The kid fouls out this Thompson kid and their coach got a technical foul and got ejected. And that was it, man. We, we won from there. And I, I remember getting picked up off the floor after I got run over and just being stoked. And that made their coach even more angry and he got ejected and, uh, and we had it from there, man. And so I wasn't, in a lot of ways, that story to me is important to who I am because I'm never the guy who's going to put up 20, 20 30 points. Um, I was when I was real young, but I was never a first offensive option. I've always been a dirty, like, dirty work, not dirty player, dirty work kind of player who gets the rebounds and really tries on defense and talks and things like that. Um, not trash talk, although I do a little bit of that too, but, or I did when I was good, um, before my knee was destroyed. Um, but, um, so long story short, that was a really, well, it's a long story anyway. It's been a long story telling it, but, uh, it was a really proud moment for me. It's something I really think about even today. And I actually have the Jersey I was wearing, um, is framed in my apartment. Number 31 from those days. I, uh, My uncle owns a framing business, and he asked if I had stuff I wanted framed, and it's just it's one of the more proud moments I've had in uh, in athletics. So, so yeah, that's my story about that. So, all that is to say that I loved playing church basketball when I was a kid. I hadn't enjoyed it as much since I had been in the men's league um, for a variety of reasons, primarily just because I was slowing down and I wasn't you know, as big, uh, as tall as I would like to be, um, as I would like to play. There was a couple of games. I remember one game that we played against this team. I think, I don't remember who it was now that I, now that I start to say that. I don't remember who it was, but this team had this six foot seven guy who I'm, I'm five eleven, and maybe a little bit over five eleven, but I'm definitely not six foot. Cause I always wanted to be, um, and by the way, if like the doctor asked me, how tall are you? I tell him 5'11". I never, I don't lie about it. Um, but they had this six foot seven kid. And for some reason, maybe the, they had another really good post guy. I don't remember what it was. But for some reason, this was when I was in the men's league. I got matched up with this giant dude. And not only was he 6'7", he was like solid guys, like. When I was trying trying to box him out, it was like trying to box out like a brick wall. And uh, that was my most sad moment of church basketball because this dude just dominated me. And then they kept taking advantage of our height difference and size difference, frankly, and kept throwing it into the post on offense. And the kid just bullied me, and there was literally nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do about it. 
and I I like fouled out in like five minutes. Like I, I didn't have I, I didn't have anything to do. There was nothing I could do, and everything I did was just in the way. And somehow I I the referees didn't help. I thought they might like not give me a break exactly, but like some of them some of the things that I got called for a foul was just self defense. I mean, the dude was huge. And I, re- I even, like, the my teammates at the time were not happy about it, obviously. But I was like, what do you want me to do? You know, I can't. <laughs> nobody else was stepping up to guard him. I kept asking for help, and nobody would come help. So that team just beat us down pretty good. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, you know, while I'm talking about this, I might as well tell you about another uh, – church basketball moment when I was a senior in my last season playing in uh, the like you know the boys leagues um, a senior in high school I remember it like it was yesterday so this we played this church and again I won't say the name of the church this time but uh you'll you'll know why in a second but so we played this church and there was a kid on the other team, and like almost every team had this kid. You had a kid who was terrible but talked all the time. He always had something to say. You know, he thought he was really funny, or he like was tr- like trying to get under your skin or something. And sometimes they did if they were good, especially it bothered you. But if they were bad, it was just like, you know, it didn't bother you. You just like, oh, okay, that kid's dumb so this this church had had one of those kids and he had some crazy goggles on like not even goggles like I had used to had when I was young like just the he was one of the dumbest looking people I'd ever seen even before he opened his mouth um and he just talked a lot of trash and he was terrible like he couldn't dribble or anything um and so I remember we're standing at the free throw line and one of his like one of his teammates is shooting and he and I are standing next to each other on the free throw on, on the, on the lane uh, on the little hash marks. And, uh, and he started saying something about my mom and like, I don't even remember what it was, man. Cause I, I, I remember just, like trying to to zone him out, but getting really, really mad. And, uh, so I, I decided right then what I was going to do. So as we, as the, his teammate misses the free throw and my guy gets the rebound and we start running down the floor, I just ran alongside him for the longest time. And then I just shouldered the little SOB, (laughs) right? Like, Lowered my shoulder into him like I was a receiver running a route and trying to shrug off coverage. And this kid goes sprawling onto the floor. Because again, just like all of these kids, not only are they big talkers, but they're also floppers. Like It's like they took everything awful about professional basketball and encapsulated it because they didn't have any actual basketball skill. They just wanted to act out ridiculous stuff. He goes flying across the floor. This referee lady, we always had this one really fat black lady referee. 
oh, she was so fat, just wobbling up and down the floor. And she calls a calls a foul. Like she she like I guess she called a technical on me because she told me she like threw me out. Like she like points you know the ejection symbol. And I was like, the kid is over here talking about my mom. I just I just ran into him a little bit. He goes flying. I didn't do anything. Like I I remember arguing with him, arguing with her. I don't even know what the kid did. He just kind of got up and was proud of himself or something because I got ejected. Well, I go and I sit on the bench, and we get down to like the last two minutes of the game, and I'm sitting on the end of the bench. They were supposed to throw me out of the out of the whole gym, and instead, I'm sitting on the end of the bench, and my coach is like, "Did you get a technical?" I was like, "I don't know," because they're supposed to throw me out of the gym. I'm not supposed to be allowed to be in here. And he's like, well, try to go back in because we were down by three points. (laughs) He's like, try to go back in. So I go up to the scorer's table. Nobody says anything. Uh, There's a dead ball. I check in. Nobody says anything. I don't even look at the lady, fat lady referee. Uh, She doesn't say anything. I come in the game and I ended up, I hit a layup to cut the lead to one. And then on the next drive down, I drove in and they fouled me and I hit both free throws and we ended up winning the game by one point. Um, I, I scored the last four points and, uh, and that was a really cool thing too, even though it was probably illegal. <laughs> and you know what else is also possible? It's possible I'm totally misremembering some of these details, but I the gist of the story is those were my proudest moments playing church basketball. <laughs> Had a great time. So when the opportunity came, now we're circling all the way back. Are you ready? You thought I forgot. We get all the way back. So when the opportunity came to play men's basketball at Trinity, when I went there, I thought I'd like to try it again. Um, even though I hadn't had fun with my recent First Baptist teams, um, I just hadn't played well. So I was like, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll, you know, try this and see if I fit in uh, here. You know, maybe they're terrible. I mean, <laughs> the First Baptist, we always had good guys, and I, I just kept falling further and further down the totem pole. Um, I was like, maybe they'll be bad. And, and it, lo and behold, I show up to the first game, there's six guys, including me. So in basketball, you're playing five guys. So it's like, well, shoot. And I ended up starting the very first game we had never actually practiced together ever. Um, which was just an oversight. I mean, it's not, I, who else do you blame? It was the coach. Like, the, I mean, we should have practiced, but we just didn't. And I will say that, you know, we were all grown ups. So, okay, well, you know, not everybody has, uh, you know, has time all the time. So, we hadn't actually even practiced. I hadn't met anybody on the team. I didn't know any of them. And I ended up starting because I guess one of the guys preferred to come off the bench. Um, so I end up starting. I go out, and I, I remember being happy with how the first three minutes went. I was like, I'm actually doing okay. Like, I'm going to be tired when this is over, but I'm doing okay. And I went, and I jumped for a rebound. And I can still feel the whole thing. I came down just like I had thousands of times. And my left knee buckled inward. I remember it sliding 
in as though the femur up here was going to go next to my the rest of my leg, just like slide down. And I felt the pop, everything just, oh man, yeah, it was terrible. It, I mean, if you're cringing now, it was, it was 10, 20 million times worse, so. Uh, to live it. If you've ever had an ACL pop, it's just unbelievable pain. Um, you wouldn't, it's, it's the kind of thing, it's kind of surprising how, how much it hurts. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, I did it and I, I, I limped off the floor somehow, which you're not even supposed to be able to do. And, I remember being on the sideline and so this other guy checked in. So now they only had five players and I remember standing and trying like testing my knee and it buckled again underneath me and I fell over and I'm just like crying. And I remember looking up and these guys are looking at me like, Hey, are you going to be able to play anymore? And I'm like, no. And they were, they were upset with me. And I mean, if some of these guys listen to this podcast somehow, which is completely unlikely, but if someday they happen to hear this, I don't hold a grudge, but it definitely was not what church basketball is supposed to be like. <laughs> I mean, nobody checked on me. People just left when the game was over. Like, I remember three days later, the coach calling and like, so are you going to be able to come to practice now? And I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I really hurt myself. And what really sucked about the whole thing, other than just the basic level suckage of popping your ACL and people not being very, you know, understanding, was that uh, it happened like a week and a half after I turned 27 and came off my parents' insurance. It was the very beginning of November, and I hadn't been at my new job long enough to qualify for health insurance there. So I've been alive nearly 29 years now and that there have been, there has been like a three month stretch where I didn't have insurance and that was when I tore my ACL. So here we are, uh, time later and, uh, I'm going to get it fixed. So November 15th, um, I think that's a Wednesday, um, so guess uh, there's probably not going to be a podcast November 16th. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go get surgery. And the doctor who told me about it, you know, on, on Tuesday, he said, you know, you have a 90% chance of everything being successful and you're back to normal. He said, you got an 8% chance of, uh, tearing it again at some point. You've got a 2% or a 1% chance rather of the operation failing for some reason we have to bail out. And then a 1% chance that you die on the table from anesthesia or something. I'm like, huh, you know, (laughs) he's like, so we can, he's like, we have three options. We can do nothing and you can just live your life without your ACL, but you won't be active. And I was like, well, that's totally out. He's like, we can fix the knee issues, the meniscus tears and leave the ACL. And I was like, nah. So the third option was to fix everything. And I said, that's all, that's the only option for me. Like I got to be able to, at least I'm not going to be able to play basketball competitively for a long time if I can. And now I'm getting to the age that my competitive days are behind me, but, um, but shoot, like I want to be able to, you know, play 
games. Like, you know, I want to play old man basketball someday, you know, like that's my game. Maybe it'll come back around to me. You know, I, everybody got faster and stronger than me, but maybe the fact that I can rebound and, and I know how to play defense a little bit, maybe that'll come back around when I'm in my sixties. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the that's the update on the knee and a little bit of a story about church basketball. Guys, uh, if you're interested at all uh, in listening to me talk about something else than whatever comes into my mind, write me an email, theenonproject at gmail.com. So that's no caps or spaces, T-H-E-E-N-O-N-P-R-O-J-E-C-T at gmail.com. Okay. Give it a shot. You know, Hey, I'm up for answering anything. I I get text messages from friends. I had a friend asking me about, you know, what he should do with college and and things like that. I would love to talk about some of those things, give some of my opinions. I probably could have done it anyway this time. I just ended up talking about my church basketball glory days. And to be honest with you guys, some of this podcast is maybe someday I listen back to it as kind of an audio diary. Um, if I'm doing that right now, Hey me, how you doing? I really hope you're married and, uh, yeah. Um, everything else I'm fine, whatever happens, but I really hope you're married. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so, so if I talk about something that's not interesting to the vast public, like my high school or high school, my youth basketball career, it comes, it's kind of coming from that place. Like, talking to myself in the future. I hope you guys find it entertaining. I hope that I'm at least mildly interesting next week. I want to say I've got a treat for you. I'm not sure yet. (laughs) I'm going to have my dad here. We're going to do a podcast together. I'm saying that now. So I make sure I record it with him. Um, and we're going to talk probably about family and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, have some interesting Owen family stories Um, my dad's easily my biggest fan has listened to all these podcasts and he's the only person that's written in. He wants me to talk about my family. Um, he says he won't get embarrassed. I'm not really worried about him. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but he and I'll get into it next week. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying it. If not, write me in something to talk about and I'll go for it until then. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. You knuckleheads (laughs) as they say on PTI and I'll talk to you later.